0: Hey Donna, thank you. It's just me now and I'm in backstage of our worship center. Thank you for making a little time for me.
1: I'm happy to. Thank you.
0: We are so excited. Sign-ups are going really good. Um, We wanted to try to create some material just to familiarize our ladies with you and your ministry. And so just real quick, tell us, so just talk to me a little bit about uh, who you are, where you serve in your journey to ministry. I know you, I've known you from a distance. I was thinking about my relationship with you guys. It's become a little bit more personal over the last few years, but from a distance, obviously, I'm a native of Alabama and uh, <laughs> I was in high school and college when you and Steve, your, your uh, husband and yeah, pastor yeah. had an amazing run at Gardendale. Oh, and then, and so I watched that. And then while I was a student and, uh, at Auburn there, um, um, I was a member of a church that he preached at and I heard him preach. And, and then about the time I finished seminary and was probably in my second year of pastoring church at the mill is when you guys got to Bellevue. So I've watched that, but then I got to meet, uh, you and then him and mega Metro and other things. And so I'd love for our audience, especially our ladies, just to kind of hear a little bit of your story.
1: Well, thank you. Um, first of all, I to tell you, DJ, I'm also DJ. I'm oh, Donna Joe.
0: I love it. <laughs> well, then there you go. Know. I mean, you just, there's an anointing on our lives.
1: There's you know? a connection. What can I say? Um, yeah. I grew up in Memphis, which it's really fun to be back in my hometown ministering, which in ministry, as you know, you never anticipate being back home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so to be back at, in Memphis and at Bellevue has been a real blessing. My parents were at Bellevue. My dad was a deacon, uh, became a deacon in 95. So 10 years before we came to Bellevue. So that was just an additional blessing. My father just went to be with the Lord this last December. He was almost 92 and my mother is still living. So that, that's been a gift. But Steve and I met at Union University. I felt called to ministry at 12, thought I would be on the mission field, mainly because I'm Southern Baptist and I'm a female. <laughs> I just kinda, <laughs> I have an aunt and uncle that are missionaries in, to- were missionaries in missionaries. In Taiwan for 40 years, so we heard their stories. They would come home on furlough, and missions was just, you know, a a part of my upbringing. Mm. So um, when Steve and I met, and it was obvious the Lord was bringing us together, um, I kept asking him, "Are you sure you don't feel called to missions?" (laughs) He said, "Donna, I really think I'm supposed to pastor." (laughs) So I had to really wrestle with being a pastor's wife because I didn't feel like I qualified. Um, I had a passion for missions, but I don't sing. I don't play the piano. You know, I just (laughs) feel like I fit the stereotype, Uh, but the Lord obviously brought us together and it has been an incredible blessing to serve alongside him and to serve the church of the Lord Jesus. We have four grown children. We have 16 grandchildren and one more on the way. I love family, love the ministry, love women and love Bible literacy. I am a big proponent of Bible literacy. And if you ask any of the women in our church, they will tell you Bible literacy is the greatest apologetic. Mm. If you want to have a rock solid faith, know God's word.
0: Amen. I love that so much. You know, a couple of things there, you mentioned your children and grandchildren in passing. Uh, I, I have met some of them, but the cool thing is, is that obviously they love the Lord, but many of them are now serving the Lord.
1: They are. And that's an incredible grace gift of God, because there was one or two of them we were a little concerned about when they were
0: teenagers. Makes me feel good. I have six, five are still at home. One is in college. And I would say I'm at best (laughs) 50-50.
1: The Lord is gracious. But, I, you know, Steve and I you know, no parent is perfect. In fact, I told our our ladies last week in Bible study, we've been studying Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we're studying Jacob and the schemer, and yet how God continues to use him and overrule and intervene and to work out his purposes anyway. And I said, you know, we're all sinners. We're Mm -hmm. all dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. We just think our dysfunction is not as dysfunctional as the other person's (laughs) because it's our normal. It's, it's what we know. And so at best we're two dysfunctional people trying our best to point our kids to Jesus and train them up in the ways of the Lord. And so when they come out loving Jesus, it's just, man, you can't ask for anything more.
0: Amen. You know, one of the reasons that you and I are having this conversation today is that before I had the privilege of meeting you personally a couple of years ago at the Southern Baptist convention during a time when uh, there were two items that absolutely intersected the lives of women Uh, the discussion of who can and who can't be a pastor and then the discussion of what do we do as a convention uh, when uh, we are charged to protect the vulnerable especially in the tragedies of sexual abuse happening Mm -hmm. and i attended the baptist 21 luncheon and uh, you were you may have been the only lady on the stage but there was a panel of men and you you were the most impressive. You spoke with such grace and such candor and such strength. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember saying at that point, because that was actually prior to us launching the vision for this women's conference, if I ever have the opportunity, I want my women to be poured into by a woman mm-hmm. of your stature. When you think about all the stuff that people can dream up to argue about, why, <laughs> should, why, why should we be celebrating women?
1: Well, you know, I've always been a proponent of women's ministry because I say the woman, the wife is the heart of the home. Mm. And if the woman's heart is turned toward Jesus, she impacts the atmosphere in the entire home. And she has great sway and influence over her husband. Mm. So when Jesus captures her heart, everybody's going to want what she has. That's one of the things that Steve and I prayed, knowing we would not be perfect in parenting. We wanted to so walk out our life with Christ In such a real way that our kids might rebel, they might run from God, but they would never be able to deny his existence because they had seen him in our lives. And that is my heart's desire for the women um, that we share the word of God with. And women make up half, at least half, if not more of the body of Christ. And we need them serving. We need them um, living out Christianity in their homes so that the word of God is not dishonored, you know, as Peter said. That's right. And they've got to know the word of God to be able to do that.
0: And, you know, as a pastor, obviously, and, and a happily married man and, and, and be a partner with my wife, who's an incredible mother. I just I can't imagine a, a pastor not wanting to celebrate and empower because of right. all the strength that they bring to our church. I, I right. we, we would be ashamed to know how many ministries would fail were it not for the rock solid consistency of women yet. I'm watching now it, it, I'll be actually in about uh, five days, I'll be 45, which I yeah. don't think I'll make 90. I'm a pretty reckless guy. So, so I'm definitely halfway, but you know, I used to get invited to the young pastor stuff when I was in my twenties and thirties, those invitations have stopped. Uh, but, <laughs> but having a little age on me, uh, having have served here uh, 19 years now, awesome. I'm now, you know, I'm now looking at young women in their twenties and their thirties and I want so much for them to thrive. And yet it may have never been more difficult because of the different directions they're being pulled. And women have been busy since day one, but also all the, the lies, all the voices that come through the various social media outlets that paint a picture of what womanhood is. And to be quite honest with you, even what biblical womanhood is, that doesn't honor the Lord. And the saddest thing is, is that most of the time, uh, the ladies that I'm thinking about, They're not walking away. They're just walking discouraged because they don't feel like they measure up. How do we encourage them?
1: You know, I think, DJ, we've got to take them back to the word of God. Everything goes back to God's word. And when we take them back to the beginning and what God originally intended when he created us, male and female, he created us to reflect him, he created us in his image. And that is an incredible gift and blessing privilege, but it's also an incredible responsibility Mm -hmm. to accurately reflect him. So we've got to go back, God, what did you originally design? And obviously God created two genders to accurately reflect him, just like it takes male and female to procreate physically. It takes male and female to see people birthed into the spirit realm. And Mm -hmm. so we need women to know who they are in Christ. And when they can find their identity in Jesus, knowing at every moment we are genuinely loved and eternally significant in Christ, then I'm able to love my family and serve my family out of the overflow without looking to them to meet a need they were never designed to meet. Mm. And I think that's where so many women are floundering today is they're looking to the world. They're looking to materialism. They're looking to their spouse, to their children, to where they live, where their kids go to school mm. to meet this innate need in, within them for significance when only Jesus Christ can do that. And mm. when he meets that need, Nothing else really matters.
0: Well, and you know what, you and I have not spoken. I want our audience to know you and I have not spoken before this podcast. That literally plays right into the theme that we've landed on as we've uh, thought about the, this evening together. And we're basing it on Colossians 1:17, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And one of the things that we want from you when you speak to our ladies from God's Word is to is to remind them of what you just said that He He comes first. And everything else makes sense. Absolutely. And and only a woman who's been a faithful wife and mother and ministry partner and ministry leader can speak on that level in the lives of women, which is why, you know, we we're so excited to have you begin what we hope is not just a one-time event, but the opportunity to connect our ladies to your ministry and and to be and to be fed by you. When you think about women's conferences, obviously. They, they're, they're all different. Uh, Every church does them a little bit differently, but, but what, what moves the needle the most for you when you have the opportunity to go and to share with women in congregations like church at the mill?
1: You know, my heart's desire DJ is that women will know who they are in Christ. They will find their worth in Jesus Christ but also that they will be drawn to become self feeders on his word. I want them reading the word, studying the word, memorizing the word, because God's word is living and breathing. And when the spirit of God in his word connects with the spirit of God who lives within us, revelation happens. And it's revelation that brings transformation Mm -hmm. when we actually know him. And you know, when Mary and Martha, were when Jesus came to their home and Mary's sitting at his feet and Martha's busy and distracted doing all the things we all, that always get left to us to do. I totally yeah. get Martha. Yeah. I understand. I understand her frustration. But at the same time, that's where we have to pause and go, is this really that important in light of the fact that Jesus Christ is teaching. He's speaking. What's the most important thing happening right now? And it's sitting at his feet and listening. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen the good part, the one thing that Mm -hmm. will not be taken away from her. And DJ, you know, you preach and people I'm sure love your messages and they're impacted by them, but they're going to forget a lot of what you teach, Mm -hmm. just like they forget a lot of what I teach. But when you sit with Jesus Mm one-on-one and you're in his word and His Spirit illuminates the, the word for you yeah. and he speaks to you and he he's revealing himself to you. He gives you truths that are seared into your heart and you will never forget them. The things that God has taught me in my time alone with him are mine. Mm-hmm. Nobody can ever take them away from me. That's why I want women studying the word on their own.
0: You know, I, I love that so much. So what, what what we've done at Church at the Mill is that in order to create um, anticipation, we actually have, have done this every other year. Last year, we did our first ever men's conference. And so this wow. year, we wanted to focus on women, and we chose the month of January. And uh, as kind of a last-minute decision coming from the same heart, I, I don't know that I could say it with the same uh, articulate words that you have, but I wanted men to leave that night with something to do in the word. Because you know, if you ask me, the most important thing anybody could ever do is come to Christ. But if you Absolutely. gave me number two, if you said, well, what second? Well, of course I want you to follow through baptism, but, but after you're saved and baptized, if you would get in your Bible and get to okay. know your King every day. And so we, we created here at church at the meal, the Lord laid it on my heart. I, I wrote a, I wrote a little book uh, about camping in the Bible using just a simple mm-hmm. acronym. And we uh, gave every attender a free 11 uh, week quiet time study. And then we just opened the campus up every morning at 6 a.m. and said, I want you to pick a morning of the week, and I want you to come. And when you come on Tuesdays at 6 and you sit on the table, those become your group. And each week, you're going to talk about your quiet times just for 11 weeks. And the revival and the salvations and the rededications and the counseling and the guys opening up and being willing to help with their marriages – And it really was the exposure to the word of God. And it really was, you you are certainly a a more published author than myself, but it really was just a Bible reading plan. It it was, it was God's words, not my words. And so this year we're already working on a book that every woman's going to get at the conclusion of uh, your messages at the conference, where when they leave there, uh, they're going to have a plan on how to spend time in God's word uh, for the next 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks, probably from the night of the conference to Easter Sunday, you know, kind of a something that they can manage. And then we're going to have the opportunity. We're going to have the opportunity to share that with them. And I think it's so interesting that we've been seeing that and you've been preaching that. And those <laughs> two things are going to come together because you're exactly right. We can't afford not to be in the word and God does reveal things to us that he won't reveal to our pastor to preach to us. We have to go get it. When you think about um, women and their identity today, uh, gender is under attack. Womanhood is under attack. Femininity is under attack. The church is imperfect. We know there are extremes Mm -hmm. in the church. One uh, liberal theology wants to go right along with the wicked world's social agenda to a race, gender, and which is right. Dangerous. And then and then there are others who push in the other direction and and and, and would almost silence or not celebrate or not uh, recognize the gift of teaching in women, the gifts of leadership right. that are given to women that clearly taught in the New Testament. Even Paul, who speaks of the headship of the husband and the role of a pastor, said older women teach younger women. So we know that he celebrated women. Um, what, what, what have you found helps women find their way in the church that believes the Bible? We believe in the role of men in, in spiritual leadership, but we believe in celebrating and elevating and utilizing the gifts of women from a woman's perspective and a pastor's wife's perspective. What, what, how do we balance that?
1: You know, I am fully complementarian, DJ. I believe that in the Old Testament and the New Testament, whether it was the the priests and the Levites or the pastor elder role, they're males in scripture, but everything else other than that is open for women in leadership, on committees, yes. other various positions. And so if we will utilize women and put them in front of our congregations so that your daughter... My granddaughter who's sitting out in that uh, auditorium looks up and sees women serving or hears about women serving. Um, they're, they're taught by women that they see there's a place for me in the body of Christ and I'm valued. And God has whatever gifts God has given them that they need to be able to utilize within the body. We need each other. And as men and women, we can celebrate the gifts that God has given us and how God has gifted us as he wills and placed us in his body to edify the church and to bring glory to Jesus. It's never to point to us. And when I talk to young women who say, you know, I want to I write a book or I want to teach the Bible. Well, I, I just tell them, hey, put together a D group, start with a small group and just yes. be faithful in the little things. And if you will be faithful doing those things, God will open doors of effective service Ooh. and influence for you. But you don't seek those. You seek Jesus and you be faithful just serving in your local church and let him go before you and open doors of service and opportunities for him influence.
0: Oh, and I, I love that because even as a pastor, when I, when I have a need and I need a leader and I need a teacher, I don't think about the person, man or woman, who's told me how wonderful they are. I go exactly. find the person who's doing it. Who's been faithfully exactly. in one woman or three women, right. a, a small group with the co-leading with their husband, who's been faithful in that. And those Absolutely. are the people that, that deserve, you know, that, that deserve a voice. When you think yeah. about, um, um, the role of being a wife and a mother, You know, you you serve the church in three ways. You serve the church as a wife and a mother. So you've been an example to wives and mothers in the church. You serve the church as a woman who has a call on your life. You had a call well before you became a pastor's wife. And you serve the church as a pastor's wife, a very prominent pastor's wife in a significant pulpit to our denomination and certainly to evangelicism. So when you think about those hats and navigating that, when you had them and they were in diapers to when they were navigating... Middle school to when they were navigating high school, how how did you strike that balance? And how do you speak to women about the fact that, like everyone else, there's seasons of their lives that are just different, and they need to accept that and not push against it?
1: Absolutely. Every season is wonderful. Every season is a little bit different. Um, You know, when your children are preschoolers, it's emotionally and physically taxing, you're sleep deprived. (laughs) But when when they're teenagers, it's also emotionally and physically taxing (laughs) in different ways. Um, And you can be sleep deprived, but it's all good. And the you know, ultimately we want to t- train our children as we go. And I call it Deuteronomy sixing your children. Yeah. You know, when you sit down, when you rise up, when you walk in the way, Christ is who we love, who we serve. If he's preeminent, he's not just first, he's yeah. preeminent. He's so yeah. far above and ahead. Anything else in our life, we're going to be talking about him and mm. our children know what we value. Mm. by how we talk, how we spend our time, how we spend our money. And they're going to not just become what we talk about. They're going to become who we are Mm. and what we truly value. Mm. So if we want our children to value Jesus, take them with you to serve when my children were little we adopted a a retired pastor and his wife when we were in jackson tennessee at west jackson baptist church and i had a toddler at that point was expecting baby number three and i just took them with me and we made banana bread or we took brownies or we called and asked if we could stop at the grocery and they loved seeing children and they loved getting to see the baby once she was born and taking her to celebrate with them take your children with you let them be a part of your ministry because then they grow up and serving others and serving Christ and letting that be the outgrowth of your home letting your home be open when they're teens mm-hmm. it it costs more money you've got to buy more groceries but your home becomes the place that the kids hang out you have influence over them in fact when our son was in high school he went through a period of rebellion he's the one who now has a PhD in theology and is a pastor <laughs> but uh, we were very concerned about him for about about a year and a half he just kind of got sucked in with the wrong group of kids in school and it was a tough time for all of us and when he graduated and had come back to the lord our eldest daughter was going into high school and our youth pastor started discipleship for teens. And I was teaching in the youth department, but not teaching her.
0: Mm-hmm. I wanted
1: her to be in a class with some other women that she yeah. could have other women teaching her, reinforcing the truths that we were teaching at home. But when he mentioned discipleship, I jumped on it. I just, in my spirit thought, okay, I want to disciple Lindsay and her three best friends. So I did from ninth through 12th grade mm-hmm. and DJ, all four of those young women are walking faithfully with Jesus, Amen. married godly spouses, and two of them are in full-time ministry.
0: Amen. Amen. He does, he does it does <laughs> it does pay off. off. He, he honors his word and he honors our work. And it's not glamorous because there were night on night 14 when you were exhausted. It, Pastor exactly. Stephen had a difficult day. Somebody didn't feel good. The clothes were, but you know what? I've got discipleship tonight. I'm going. Right. You plug. Right. I think, you know, we love, we live in an influencer world. And, and the reality is, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think women are especially vulnerable to this because I think you, you guys are, I, I've, I've often said, my wife would be a better Christian lost than I am saved. She's just a better person <laughs> than I am. But but most women struggle when they see images or podcasts or videos right. or pictures um, and, uh, of people's lives that are really a facade. They're not reality. Absolutely. And the Christian yeah. life's a lot of plowing. It's just a lot of plotting it's yes. just one foot in front of the other and I think to free women up to be able to experience that is something Absolutely. that that, that yeah. we want when we think about getting ready for January of course we got the holidays coming up Thanksgiving Christmas but we're going to blink and it's going to be here and we are so I, honored exactly to but before before we end this brief call uh, uh when, when we think about that how would you guide us As a church and the ladies who will listen to this podcast, who've never met you, how can they begin praying, uh, not only for their own hearts, but the hearts of the women in their life that they're going to bring to this special evening?
1: That's a great question. I would encourage them to get in the word if they're not already. To ask the Lord to show them, help them with a plan for reading through his word. Jump in the gospels if you're not already in a plan before the end of the of the year. And then in January, begin a reading plan and commit to be in the word of God every single day. Mm -hmm. That appointment with Jesus is the most important appointment of your day. Mm -hmm. And when we think about a doctor's appointment or appointment with anyone else, we honor the appointment, we get there on time, we come in prepared. How much more so? When the King of the universe has made an appointment with us on a daily basis, should we honor that appointment, come prepared and be ready to hear from him. And so ask him to begin to speak and to prepare, ask him to prepare your heart for yeah. the message that you receive when we're together. But then also I challenge our women all the time to increase their Prayer time with the Lord and to commune with Him all day long. That's what praying without ceasing is it is opening your day with prayer, communing with Him as you go through your day, and then closing your day in prayer. Yeah. But then, so also ask the Lord who you can serve. One of the things I notice when I study the life of Jesus in the Gospels is how many times it says Jesus saw and He felt compassion. Mm. Mm. So many times we're so busy checking off our to-do list Mm -hmm. and getting the next thing done, we don't see. And if we don't see, we can't feel. So ask the Lord to help you see and to help you see who it is you're supposed to invite to join on that Sunday evening.
0: That's so good. Ladies, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're tuning in because you're interested in our conference, or maybe you are a part of our church. Maybe this podcast has been shared with you by someone Uh, who said, hey, I care about you. I want you to hear about this speaker, uh, this gifted minister of the gospel who's coming to share with us. Uh, uh, Unless you're driving, if you're driving, by all means, do not (laughs) bow your head and close your eyes. But even if you're driving, I'd like for you to just enter into a moment of prayer. And I'm going to ask Donna, who's going to join us in January, we cannot wait, just to pray over our hearts, your heart and the hearts of the women who will be there. So Donna, would you honor us with that?
1: I would be happy to. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that because we are in Christ Jesus, you have opened wide the door to the throne room and that when we pray, we are ushered into your presence. Father, may we never get over that. And Lord, I pray for the women at Church at the Mill and I pray, Father, that right now you will stir their hearts, that you will create within them a sense of anticipation and a longing to hear from you to commune with you, to get in on what you're doing and how you are advancing your kingdom. Mm. And Father, I pray that you will put on their hearts who you want them to invite, to join them, to come to the conference in January. And I pray, Father, that they will be so in tune with you that they will see as you see. Mm. And Lord, they will hear your voice in their ears saying, this is the way, walk in it, when Mm. they're to turn to the right or to the left. Mm. I pray, Father, that they will find their worth and identity in who they are in Christ, and that they will know, God, without a shadow of a doubt, how very loved and significant they are. And Lord Jesus, that out of that place of genuine love and significance, they will be able to love their families out of the overflow of the love that you are pouring into them and through them father i pray your blessings upon dj and upon his staff and upon his family i pray that you'll put a hedge of protection around them i pray father that as they walk into this holiday season that their hearts will be full of gratitude and worship as we prepare for the advent and celebrate christ's first coming but god every day may we live for that day Mm -hmm. the day you come again Mm -hmm. father i pray this in the name of jesus christ
0: amen amen donna thank you for joining us
1: thank you thank you very much
0: we're excited to see you in january if you're listening and interested in this go to upstatewomensconference.com all the details are there donna i'll see you soon
1: sounds great thank you
0: good evening bye-bye